0: Sure.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done. We're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and you all know I love getting to share fellow podcasters. So I am thrilled to be bringing today's guest in. Join the community of kids, parents, teachers, and librarians who love to listen to the dynamic children's stories and folktales from around the world in this free weekly podcast narrated by the Library Fairy. Immerse children in the ancient art of storytelling, accompanied by an array of instruments, sound effects, music, and song. It's designed to promote fun, diversity, literacy, and self-esteem. And I am thrilled to be bringing the library fairy to Word of Mom Radio. So welcome to our show. Thank you, Dory. It is a sincere pleasure to be here with you. I'm excited because I love the idea of the library fairy telling these kids' stories and folk tales and everything else, because storytelling is so important. So I would love for you to take us on your journey that led you to becoming the library fairy.
2: Absolutely. So I've been a storyteller for many years. I performed in libraries, interactive folklore programs. So interactive folklore is really fun because children, there's a lot of call and response. You can bring musical instruments. They can come up and do story theater. So I have performed stories live for many years and having uh done this in educational settings, in library settings, in people's homes. I was a motivational reading events partner with Reading is Fundamental of Southern California. I really got a true sense in performing live for children, what works, what's fun, what engages them. And then I decided to take all of that experience and funnel that into the podcast that I now host. So the stories are, uh, some of them are interactive. Some of them are just fun, but they're from folk tales from around the world. And also, like currently, we're featuring Beatrix Potter tales, just beloved Beatrix Potter. And it's just a wonderful way for children to hear stories, learn stories, and hopefully retell stories.
1: Why do you feel listening to stories is so important for children?
2: That is a great question. I feel that stories, stories are a very vital way to impart something meaningful and important through an ancient art form that has been passed down, honestly, from generations and diverse cultures throughout history. We, we all love a good story, right? We all, I mean, that just uh, is something that is a common thread, I believe, that is through all of us. But that thread actually binds all of us. So there is so much research and studies that have been done that, gosh, storytelling is a, not only a way to educate and entertain and engage, but it profoundly promotes empathy. It's also a way for children to have memory retention. So when they're listening on long periods of time and they're retelling a story, all of the whole experience actually promotes their memory and retention it promotes self-esteem, their vocabulary development, their literacy skills, their listening skills. So you have this incredible cocktail of all these benefits that is simply ushered through a story. And we all respond to stories in our DNA. We instantly recognize it as something different. It's a different type of communication. It's warm. It's connective. It's very different in children's experience when they're they experience a lot of directive language throughout the day through teachers through parents you know do this don't do that and of course all of that's appropriate storytelling is a way to bring children around the campfire uh, in a figurative sense we've done this throughout history and this is a way and children they recognize it suddenly when you're telling a story you're opening up to them the whole mode of communication is warmer it's different it's open, and that's a way to bring them into this beautiful experience where they are able to learn from other cultures. They're able to learn the lessons of the characters through the story. They're developing emotionally through a story. They experience the feelings and fears of the characters while they're listening to a story, and it's also just fun. It's also fun, but there's so many wonderful benefits that, to me, it's just, kind of a no-brainer <laughs> to be able to bring more stories out into the world like this. And when they're listening on a podcast, as you probably well, are well aware of, when they're listening to stories and they're just listening to them, and of course reading is important, looking at pictures is important, that's a whole other amazing conversation of the value of that That's not to take away from that in any way, shape, or form. It's to support that. When children are simply listening to a story and they're imagining the pictures, they're actually developing their cognitive ability. They're developing their imagination. And cognitive ability is something that directly relates to symbolic thinking capacity and being good in subjects that are grounded in the use of symbols, like math, like language, like music, and like art. And so it's just incredible to develop that cognitive ability in children. And I've had uh, classrooms send me pictures. Oh, here's all the pictures that the children drew from your story. And the pictures they were able to come up with in just hearing the story was amazing. It was, they just, they drew the pictures, the setting, a particular scene in the story, and That whole imagination process where they're imagining and uh, experiencing the stories, even when they're acting out the stories, is an incredibly beneficial activity for them.
1: You know, I don't think people realize the problem-solving skills that go into it, and it's why kids want to hear the same stories over and over and over again. Yes. It's funny because you hear parents like, oh, my son, I have two grandchildren, and my oldest son, mom. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's like the 800th time I've read that story. And I just laugh. And and I'll say to him, are you kidding me? Do you remember The Little Mermaid? My son was in love with The Little Mermaid. Uh, it was the only movie. And as soon as it was over, can we watch The Little Mermaid again? Because they don't have that attention span. I went through three VCRs, Because he watched that so often, and it was just music. I always had something on in the background because we were off doing things, but that's all he wanted. He just wanted it over and over and over and over and over again. We weren't watching it, but we were listening as we were doing things. My grandson, it's the runaway bunny, and we'll actually do the story responsively. where I'll say a line and then he'll do the little bunny and do it in different voices. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm going to do this. And it's, so he was doing that. He was three. So it is amazing how their cognitive skills and literacy skills. He's reading. He's now four years old and can read books with me. Wow. Different words. Yeah, it's amazing. And again, it is the excitement of telling stories. So I have to ask you, Library Fairy, what are the kind of stories do you feature on your podcast?
2: Oh, thank you for asking. So we feature stories from around the world. Uh, so we have folk tales from South America, Asia, Africa, Europe, and then of course North America. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, we're featuring in this last. Uh, I think month or so Beatrix Potter's Tales and so this is Peter Rabbit these are all just the really fun beautiful lovely stories of furry friends and foes and <laughs> adventures uh so it's sometimes I integrate the language of the culture within the tales and so I thought it was really important to feature folk tales from around the world because of course these are handed down throughout generations and cultures. And so these are truly vital tales to share and really introduce a whole generation of children who can become storytellers themselves. I mean, I grew up loving stories. When I heard my first story, I was absolutely transfixed and I became a storyteller. So hopefully some of these children who listen to these stories tales, I mean, whether they're through my podcast, through others, through, or parents who are sharing stories of when they were children, children love to retell a tale. And when they're doing that, they're actually cultivating their narrative voice. And that has an incredible uh, positive impact on their oral language proficiency, which is a key to reading development. So what you mentioned completely solidifies that experience that statistic, if you will, that you were saying your four-year-old, don't you, is it your grandson you mentioned?
1: Correct, yes. Yes,
2: yeah, so at four years old, he's able to read along with you. You're having that. So his whole experience of that he's been exposed uh, since a young age to stories is really a support of this. Um, this research that when children are exposed at a young age to stories, they, they love to retell them. They love to hear the same story over and over again. They like to read stories. So when you're introducing uh, stories in a broad sense with children, they are also more likely to want to read stories. You're fostering a love of stories. And so they want to get stories wherever they can get them. And of course, there's stories in movies, there's stories in entertainment, but stories in books and then of course just through various podcasts including mine that are fostering a love of story and that's what we're trying to do we're just fostering a love of story
1: it makes me so happy because I've been an avid reader my whole life and I remember when my grandson was little and my son was reading him stories and he's not attending he's trying to turn the pages and my son said you know what do I do I told him just keep reading to him doesn't matter whether he's sitting in your lap. He's too little to attend, but he's hearing. He, while he's playing with his things, you read the story. Sooner or later, he's going to want to sit in your lap and read with you. <laughs> and trust me, he will know pretty quick when you're skipping a page or you said something wrong. He'll go, they'll go back and correct you because while you think they're not paying attention, they really are. Because they're sponges. They hear and absorb everything around them.
2: That is so true. That is absolutely so true. And isn't it uh, amazing that a child will know, oh, wait, wait, you skipped a page. Oh, wait, wait, what about that part? And sometimes even if you vary the voice of a character, oh, can you do it more like this? Because I, my niece, uh, I would tell her this story. And then I would see her turn around and tell the story to my brother and his wife. And they, she would absolutely mimic the same voice, the same inflection, and it was so funny to see how much she absorbed this style of storytelling that I had. And, you know, children are fantastic mimics. And they literally, while they're doing this fun activity of retelling a story, they're Gaining all these, inc- you know, story structure, the rhythm and pace of language. They're learning dramatic ability and effect, and of course, all the literacy skills and cognitive skills along the way. But it's so fun to watch children retell a story. There's nothing funner, and they are incredible mimics. So that's that's a great story.
1: On that note, we're going to take a short break. Say thank you to our sponsors and we'll be right back here on Word of Mom Radio.
3: Hi, this is Charlotte Felcher. Welcome to Kid Fun. Here's a tip from my book, Kid Fun, 401 Easy Ideas for Play. Kids get restless. We all get restless. And what I always loved to do when I was a kindergarten teacher was tell the kids, be a rubber band. And I would hold up a rubber band, and I would shake it, and they would have to shake. And then I would stretch it sideways. You could see their arms and their legs stretching sideways. Then I would stretch it vertically and their arms would go straight up in the air as they were stretching. But then I would drop it. I would pop it and let it fall to the ground. And when I picked it up, I would be picking them up, well, visually, with this rubber band, and I would squeeze it. So when I dropped it, they fell on the floor, and when I picked it up, they stood up and they squeezed their body together. It's such fun, and it breaks up a very dull moment. That's Kid Fun for today. You can get more information from my book, Kid Fun 401, Easy Ideas for Play, by visiting my website, kidfunandmore.com. She is brave, She is bold. She is you. And we want to
1: tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all
0: win.
4: The inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Karius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com.
1: Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just For sports fans, our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with the Library Fairy and the importance of storytelling to our children and for our children and for each other because, you know, stories are awesome. So I have to ask you, what kind of feedback and responses are you experiencing from parents that are listening to the Library Fairy podcast?
2: Oh, my goodness. That's one of the most rewarding aspects to just because you do a podcast and you kind of throw it out there and you sometimes don't know how it'll land. And I've had, gosh, I've just I, I'll, I'll share the kind of common themes that I've received uh, just in, in a kind of an overview, because, of course, it, you know, reading them all you know, verbatim would take too much time. But I'm, I feel like maybe just in general, I've had a lot of parents tell me that kids love listening to them at bedtime. I thought that was just so interesting that Bedtime was a story that, that uh, one father said, oh, my, my, my daughter just like falls asleep listening to the library fairy. And that it's like a really wonderful bedtime ritual that they start listening to the stories and all of that. Um, in the car, I get that a lot, that parents love listening to them in the car. I think during a long car ride, if you have a trip, sometimes you can just pop that tail in or play it on a device and that kind of uh, children can of course listen on their headphones if the parents are listening to music or something else and that's kind of and the children can actually draw the pictures of course that's a fun interactive activity they can do while they're listening to the tales, which has a lot of benefits Uh, I've had families tell me that it's just a really fun filler that they've had uh, in different kind of family days where they're like, oh, this is just kind of a time that we dedicate to like this little story time. And it's just been incredibly uh, moving to hear the, just a very different testimonials that I've had from families and parents. And they're um, they're very warm and enthusiastic and positive about it. It's just one of the, I guess, great benefits of being a podcaster, you get to hear how it affects uh, children. And that's, I mean, I never take that for granted.
1: I think that's so exciting for you because it is true. You do stuff. Are people listening? Is it making (laughs) a difference? And especially something like this because you're doing this for parents, for kids. And I, I love that because our children, we're so bombarded with so many different things and I personally love when kids can listen to things as opposed to having to watch them mm-hmm. because in watching their imagination is being shown to them mm. as opposed to when they're listening, their imagination is free. It's, it's everything that they see. And, and it's so funny, my grandson who, I mean, he's just so much fun to me. It's amazing. But yesterday we were there and I, we, I was at his house and he put some things in a box. And he came over. He said, Mimi, want to see what's inside? Because it's a mystery now. You know, because it was a box and we couldn't see it. So we didn't know what was in it. And so it became his mystery game. And things like that, those simple little things. And my granddaughter will be, too. And she now, I would go to read to her before she went to bed. And she just wanted to go to bed. Now, mimi read and she comes and gets cozy and brings her book and she'll have her cup of milk or whatever just sit and and now want to attend and and point to pictures and things so i do just think that it is so incredibly important what you are doing so what are some of the activities that kids can do that are related to your podcast as they're listening
2: oh yeah so as i mentioned earlier children can draw the pictures of the stories and you know teachers just referring back to what we were just talking about as I mentioned there are teachers who have sent me an envelope of drawings that children made about the stories so some teachers also that has been other feedback I've gotten where the children they are so excited to create the setting and the characters themselves of the story so I would say drawing the pictures, you know, with colored pencils or crayons, whatever, while the story is being told or after the story, I have found that children get very excited about that activity because then they become the illustrator. So maybe it's uh, future artists we are nurturing here in having children draw pictures of the stories. Another wonderful activity that I witnessed firsthand when I, uh, did live programs for children and i still do them is having children do story theater acting out the tales now of course it's wonderful to encourage children to tell to retell the story so after you hear for a parent or a family the teacher if uh, after they have played the story is to encourage children to retell the story and boy our children just like we talked about they love getting in there imitating the voices they love to try to remember the tale and they are gaining all the wonderful benefits along the way uh and acting out i mean if you really want to have a fun special experience to have children create costumes around the house you know maybe go into the halloween bin and or make you know costumes themselves of you know, clothes that they have or their siblings' clothes or what have you or their friends if they come over and act out the tale. Children love doing this. This is like playtime. So I encourage all of those activities.
1: It's so fun. I actually used to teach theater for little kids, and I taught a kindergarten class. And people were like, how can you do theater with kindergartners the first three weeks we would read three or four different stories and then they would pick the one they wanted to create and so the next four weeks or five weeks of our class that story came to life they wound up making costumes they wound up creating the story themselves and would act it out for their parents we did a little adagio we always sang a song i taught them something in sign language to do but the end and what we did was we invited the parents to the last class to see and it was so fun watching them create their little play that was the version of this book that they got to read and and who you know I'll do this part they would give each other the parts and sometimes they would change depending on the day I want to play this person I want to play that person so I love that and again we are fostering that creation, let's face it, our children today are the future audience. It's what's going to keep Broadway alive and (laughs) children's theater alive and concerts and orchestras. We have to teach them young to enjoy the theater, be part of it and be interactive in it. So kudos to you for what you are doing with this. I really, really think it's fabulous. So how do you feel, parents, can help promote the love of stories and literacy in their children?
0: Wow.
2: So, you know, children who are exposed to stories and, of course, the oral tradition of stories, they're really gaining the foundation for reading, you know, vocabulary, story structure, the rhythm, the pace of language, the cadence. Uh, So I always encourage parents to not only just do the activities that promote the, the activities that we mentioned that children can do but what parents can do is a very simple activity like telling stories around meal times. Now meal time is usually a time where hopefully we can ask the children however old they might be if they happen to have a device or a cell phone, hey, let's just put that away just for meal time. Hey, tell me what happened today. What happened in your day today and encourage children to tell a story of what happened in their day or did you hear a funny story today or did you hear a story uh, from a friend or in class that you'd like to share so encouraging the children around mealtime to tell stories and if the children are like oh, I don't know or feeling shy or whatever maybe uh, the parent can take the lead and say do you know what one of my favorite stories was when I was a children, child or do you know what happened to me when I was a child they can tell one of their favorite stories so storytelling is a very accessible Type of communication that we all recognize and we all know. And so that's something where they can model for their children how to tell a story. And if a parent doesn't consider themselves a storyteller, I would just say to them, did you tell a funny story to one of your friends about something that happened to you that day? Boom, you're a storyteller. (laughs) Do the same with your children. And mealtime is just a really great time where, a lot of research has shown that it's just a quiet time. You're eating. There's a lot of pleasant associations with mealtime. And so it's just one break you can take in the day that children tend to really enjoy. And then you can really foster this love of story in a really simple way uh, during meal times.
1: I love that. I really do. I think very often mealtimes is people tend to forget that this is a great way to come together and to share the things that have gone on in our day, especially our kids when they're starting school and all these new things are happening for them. It's, it's important to get to hear it and to let them create their own story from it. So as we are wrapping up library fairy, what would you like to leave our listeners with and how can they reach out to you?
2: Well, they thank you so much for asking my podcast is at thelibraryfairy.buzzsprout.com. It's also on all the major platforms, um, Apple, Google, Stitcher. (laughs) Uh, That uh, is available so they can go on their favorite platform. It's on Spotify as well, um, Pandora, iHeart. So they can listen to all the tales. It's free. It's a free weekly podcast And that's one way to get uh, in contact with me. I'm also on Patreon. Uh, That would be, you know, patreon.com slash the library fairy. So I would say either one of those ways is certainly a way that they can listen to stories, but also you know, reach out. Usually there's contact information around the the podcast. And so I would love to, uh, you know, hear from folks and know how the stories are affecting their day and their children and stories, you know, of course, with parents too, it's another way for children to learn about uh, their parent, their mom or their dad or their caretaker and for parents to learn from their children. You can learn a lot uh, from that exchange. And as, Just the incredible, renowned scholar, writer, performer, and master storyteller, Jokey McElroy, Dr. Jokey McElroy, has stated storytelling is an act of love, and sharing stories connects us to each other. When I tell my story, it connects to your story.
1: I want to thank you for sharing your story with us, Library Fairy. It has really been enjoyable. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Dory. It's been a sincere joy meeting and talking with you.
1: Right back at you. And for all of you tuning in, make sure you go over to the We the will All of the links will be live. And enjoy some wonderful storytelling. And I thank you for spending time with us. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. She
0: is sure. She is, sure. She is, strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave.